We'll be right back to the show after this. Been on the fence about adding digital products to your Etsy shop? We put together a free 60-minute workshop teaching you the basics of selling digital products on Etsy and what it's done for our business. We'll give you behind-the-scenes look into our product and marketing strategies and all the tools you need to get started. Sound good? Head over to goldcityventures.com slash workshop to register for free. That's goldcityventures.com slash workshop. Enjoy. Friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and today on this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different by having this as a video and an audio recording. So if you're watching the video on YouTube, how's it going? If you're just listening to the audio on the podcast, I'm so glad you're here and I'm excited to do this. So we are going to work through something today that I see a lot of people get caught up in, and that is sort of the researching and learning stage where they then get stuck and they're afraid to take those next steps forward. I think that this is a common trait that runs through a lot of artists and creatives and also just um, entrepreneurs in general, really, and it's perfectionism. That perfectionism is what makes us feel like we have something new or better to offer to the world than what there already is out there. We can do a better job than other people at whatever it is that we're doing, what we're making or whatever our skill set is. So I see a monogrammed baby gift online. I look at it and I say, I think I could do better than that. And so I start a monogrammed baby gift shop. Or I think I could improve that experience. Or I think I could offer better customer service or faster shipping times or better gift packaging or whatever it is. There's some part of what we're doing that we feel like we can improve upon the experience of whatever everybody else has already done. But as people that take a lot of pride in our work and our creativity and our production of whatever we're making, whether it's digital or physical or whatever, we want it to be the best that it can possibly be. And so heading into this conversation, that's kind of the perspective that I am taking about where people are coming from and about the people who are stuck researching and learning and trying to absorb as much as they possibly can. I get emails and Instagram DMs all the time, all the time, where people tell me they haven't started their shop yet and they're just in the early stages of researching or they're learning about Etsy or whatever before they jump in. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a little bit of research um, or of learning a little bit about what you're actually getting into or what you want to be doing, kind of goal setting for your business and setting those 
um, you know, just that first couple of steps that you're walking as you start a new business. Personally, I don't really learn that way. I think about it for like 10 minutes before I jump in, <laughs> but I understand that not everybody jumps like totally before they're ready. Like I tend to do, although I do talk to people who are like me in that way as well. The problem with it, however, comes when you get stuck in that learning stage. Part of what I see with people who actually take the time to send me an email telling me that they're in the research stage of their business is that they have been stuck in that researching stage for a long time. I've had emails from people before where they have told me that they have been researching starting an Etsy shop for two years. And I just want to tell you all that are listening here or watching here or wherever you are, that there is absolutely no reason to be researching anything about starting an online business, particularly Etsy, but really anywhere online for two years. There's really no research. There's no reason to be researching anything for two years unless you're working on a PhD. Certainly starting an Etsy shop does not take two years to research and learn about. It takes about 20 minutes to open an Etsy shop. So why do people get stuck here? What makes people get stuck in that phase when obviously they're not really researching things for two years? They're just stuck in a position where they're not making any movement forward. Even if you were not somebody who got stuck in the researching phase, let's say you've already started your Etsy shop. So you're like, this doesn't really apply to me. I got started and I didn't get stuck there. It still can be ap applicable because it applies in a lot of different areas of our business life. Maybe researching getting started wasn't the thing that you got stuck on, but maybe it was adding a new product line, or maybe it was adding a print on demand element of your shop. Or maybe it was looking into new wholesalers or ordering from overseas or outsourcing some aspect of your business that would really simplify your life and your production and all of that, but you just can't seem to bite the bullet and take that leap. It's not always just the getting started part that people get hung up on. Sometimes it's taking that next step where they feel like X thing has to happen before they can take that next step or the finish line for that X thing keeps moving or that X thing is so vague that they're never really going to reach that point because there's not a, def a defined point that they're even trying to reach or that they even have in their mind of what that point looks like. A lot of times it's like vague, you know, when I feel more comfortable or when I'm ready or whatever that doesn't have any kind of tangible point where you're going to hit that, you know, that finish line. So what is that? What puts us in this place or leads us into this place where we get stuck or hung up on whatever we're hung up on, whether it's getting started or whether it is taking that next step and we feel paralyzed to actually do it and actually take action within those parameters. I would suggest to most of you that it is the element of perfectionism. Perfectionism is the thing that holds us back from being willing to jump into something that we don't know everything about and that we're not really good at or we're not the expert at, we're not the best at. It's the thing that tells us that we're not ready or it's not quite time or we're not quite good enough at it. It's the thing that keeps moving that goalpost because no matter what you do, you're never going to have all the answers and you're never 
probably going to be the foremost expert in your subject, whatever your subject is. You're never going to be the foremost expert in crochet or the foremost expert in jewelry making or the foremost expert in photography for your listings. So many people get who get stuck on those beginning stages or on getting started want to have every element of their business completely squared away and totally perfect before they jump in to get started. They want to know that all of their products are going to sell like gangbusters. Their branding is beautiful and looks professional and looks like they've been in business for 20 years. They have the perfect name for their shop. Their pictures are straight out of a magazine. They are set and ready to go. But that is not how it works for 99.9% .9 of us. So many aspects of what we're doing in our online business, particularly if you are new to online business and you're just getting started both with, with a product or digital-based business and also with the Etsy platform, so much of that is learned as you go. Even if you think about jobs outside of what we're talking about within the course of this conversation, there's such a thing as on-the-job training. There's residency for doctors. There's student teaching for teachers. There are apprenticeships for all kinds of trades. Nobody knows everything about what they're jumping into right from the get-go. You cannot be an expert with no experience. Getting stuck in that researching part of getting started is going to make you never able to get started. You're never going to feel like everything is perfect. You're never going to feel like you know everything before you jump in. Inevitably, you are going to run into situations that you don't anticipate. This still happens to me after almost 10 years of having a product-based business online. There are still times when I underestimate my shipping costs and I don't charge enough. There are still times that I make mistakes on my products. There are still customer service situations that I deal with where I deal with it and it's over. And then, you know, a week or two weeks later, I look back on it and I think I didn't really handle that the best. I should have done that differently. You can't plan your way to avoid all of those situations. So jumping in, getting started and learning as you go, and then allowing yourself to learn as you go and give yourself the grace to make mistakes and not feel like you're totally unprepared for business or you're not good at this or this isn't the right thing for you is key. Because that's the other side of it that I see. The people who are willing to take those first steps and get started, and then they run into their very first issue, and all of a sudden, it shakes their confidence in a way that is completely disproportionate to the actual issue that they're dealing with. They have a customer that's unhappy and leaves a bad review, or they have a shipping issue and something gets broken, or they underprice things and they lose money on a sale because their pricing didn't cover what they needed it to cover. And all of a sudden, they start spiraling from there to say, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. Maybe my products aren't good enough. Maybe this is just not for me. And they spiral in this way that makes them feel like this is a catastrophic issue and they're never going to recover from it. None of those things are true. First off, 
most of us are not saving the world here. We're not dealing with life or death situations. So everything is fixable. You can recover from a bad review and you can raise your prices and you can make changes to your shop that allow it to be profitable and reasonable for you to keep continuing on. And one bad review or one bad situation is not a make or break. And it does not mean that you're not going to be successful. Think about it in other terms, like if you have children, imagine if you told your children, you can only do this, whatever this thing is, up until the point that you make a mistake. And then making that mistake shows you that actually you're terrible at it and you're never going to be good at it. And this probably just isn't for you. We would never say that to our children. So why do we allow ourselves to spiral so much in that way and to say, you know, this one bad review or this one unhappy customer or this one mistake that I made defines my entire situation? For the people who get stuck along other parts of their journey, not just at the beginning, but maybe they get stuck at a certain level of sales or debating whether or not they want to quit their full-time job, um, which we'll have a whole nother episode about when you know if you're ready to quit your full-time job and how to plan for that, because that's kind of its own conversation. But maybe you've gotten stuck with outsourcing or sourcing materials or hiring an employee or whatever. Again, I want to remind you that almost everything can be changed again. Very rarely are we talking about situations that you cannot recover from or that you can't change that circumstance again if it doesn't work out for you. I've dealt with this in my own shop in the past year. I debated for literally years whether or not I wanted to keep my workshop in my basement or if I wanted to actually rent a space and have a workshop outside of my house. I finally took the leap last year in April and I signed a lease on a building for um, a workshop space that was in town. Between the rent and the internet and all of that, it was about $1,000 a month for me to rent this space. And it worked great for a little while. My driving force behind doing it was because at the time I had an employee and I didn't love having someone come into my house and work in my basement. I'm kind of an introvert and a loner and I really prefer to be at my house by myself and not have people in my basement when I'm at my house. And I also had a very young baby at the time. So it felt uncomfortable for me to have someone in my house while I was like upstairs nursing my baby and stuff. I just didn't love it. So I rented out this space envisioning that, you know, if we went on vacation or if I had a sick kid or whatever, the employee could still come and work in my workshop and she would have her own space and I would have my own space with my house that was not a part of my business. And then about two months after I signed the lease on this building for a year, my employee quit. And so all of a sudden I had all this office space and this one year lease agreement that I had undertaken. And I was only, I was using the space myself anyway. Like it was just me working by myself in my office space. And it worked okay for a while because we lived about 15 or 20 minutes outside of town. So having this office space downtown was nice because it was more convenient for me um, to be close to the kids' school and stuff if I had an appointment to go through, you know, in the daytime or whatever. But as life happens and things change, we moved our, our actual house closer to town too. So now I have this office space that's like five minutes away from my house and my house has this big old empty basement 
where my workshop could be. And I was paying a thousand dollars a month in rent. So that didn't really work out that great for me in the end. And you could look at that and say, what a mistake. I've been paying rent on this office space since we moved. I mean, I've been paying rent for a year, but we moved in December. So I've been paying five months worth of rent on an office space that I didn't even need. And that stinks. So you could say that that was a mistake and maybe I shouldn't have done that, but it took me forever, forever to make the leap to actually hire an employee first and then to take that leap again to have a space independent of my house to work in. I talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and debated it and thought about it for years. And so I did it finally, and it wasn't really everything that I wanted it to be. But I don't consider that a mistake. I just consider it a learning situation. Was it kind of an expensive learning situation? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, but now I know that I actually don't really love having employees and I don't really love managing other people in that capacity. And it's more expensive than I anticipated to have employees because of the amount of waste that happens with an employee making my monogrammed goods versus when I'm making them myself, which there's very little waste because I've been doing this so long, I don't really mess up that often. So it's actually easier for me, and this was a strategic business decision, it is easier for me to take on a fewer number of orders and be able to do it all myself in my basement workshop than it is to grow the business to the point that I needed an employee because I'm not able to do it all myself. So my preference, and this is going to be different for everybody, not everybody feels this way, but my preference is to just do it myself in my basement and not have an employee. I don't have a desire anymore to grow beyond that point. But there's no way that I could have learned that or known that or mentally been okay with getting to that point without going down this whole road. I always thought that my goal was going to be to get bigger and bigger and bigger and hire one employee and then a whole team of employees and then have a workshop and then have a warehouse and just be like this, you know, this huge production of monogrammed baby gifts. That was always my goal. And so going down this road and, and actually living through what those first steps even looked like, um, I have realized that that's not really my goal and that's not really what I want to do. But having that office space and that employee um, and, and doing it, jumping into it, taking that leap, even though it was kind of scary and expensive and whatever allowed me to be okay with then backtracking a little bit and saying, I actually don't really think that this feels good to me. I don't really want to do that. If you're in that maybe someday area, I would encourage you to think through the tangible things that actually need to happen in order for you to take that goal and then work towards actually doing it rather than daydreaming about what it could be like or thinking about what you could be doing or conversely thinking about all the ways that it could go wrong think about those first steps to get started and i am not saying please hear me that you should walk into your full-time job tomorrow and tell your boss that you quit and you're starting an etsy shop 
Of course, there should be planning pieces in place when you make a really large life decision that has financial implications for yourself and your family. But daydreaming about what that could be like or what that could look like without taking any steps forward and literally just sitting at your computer thinking about what that's going to look like or what that could be like does not get you anywhere. And you will be in the exact same position a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, daydreaming about it if you don't do anything and you don't take any action to actually make it a reality. And there is nothing worse than looking back a year or two years or five years and saying, where could I have been? What could I be doing right now if I had started then? How far could I be if I hadn't procrastinated for so long? What would I have done if I had allowed myself to take those steps forward and to do it imperfectly and to not demand from myself this perfection that other people are not demanding from themselves. So they're allowing themselves to jump in and get started, even though they're not perfect. And I'm not allowing myself to do that. And so now they're 10 steps ahead of me because they've been doing it for two years and learning and growing and changing and developing that expertise as they go. If you are struggling to get started on Etsy and you're looking to set up your shop to build a recognizable storefront and brand within the Etsy platform and you need a little bit of step-by-step guidance on that, I would encourage you to head to EtsySetUpSuccess.com, all one word, EtsySetUpSuccess.com. That will bring you to my brand newbie course It's called Build Your Brand. It's under $100. It will walk you through the step-by-step of understanding how to have a brand that sets you apart from the competition, from everybody else on the Etsy platform, to understand really how to develop your brand identity, who you're appealing to, who you're trying to sell to, and then that step-by-step of how to get started on the platform and to be confident that your shop looks professional and you have done all of the various pieces that you need to do to undertake this new business. So EtsySetUpSuccess.com is the link for that. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you are just a brand newbie starting out or whether you're stuck in some other phase of your business to think about the tangible steps that you need to take to cross that mental barrier of perfection or of insecurity or whatever you want to call it, um, to say, this is where I need to go next. And this is that next scary leap that I'm going to take. And these are the steps that I need to do to cross that threshold and to actually move forward and take action and not just be stuck daydreaming or planning, but really it's not planning. It's really daydreaming and make that a reality in your life. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to continue this conversation and connect with you over on Instagram. I am at lauren.keplinger and I am in my DMs and interacting with people all the time. So if you have questions about the episode, follow up, thoughts, comments, whatever, shoot me a DM and I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.